Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Ellis out front had it knocked away, got it back, drives the paint to the rim. It's good and one. How about that, L. Ellis? Quick as a hiccup. Mark's going to dribble the ball out near the midcourt strike. Ethan Morton is guarding him. Mark dribbles right side. Shot clock at six now. Mark pulls up. Foul line jumper. Good. Tremont Mark has been Mr. Clutch. Hogs by five with a minute to play in overtime. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boo tastes like One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great estate of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsme Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. And we'll talk a little Razorback basketball more with Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com here in just a second. Uh, but before we do that, let's uh, squeeze uh, Shane and Benton in. What's going on, Shane? Yeah, maybe you can uh, ask uh, uh, Wilkerson if uh, this is true. I, I, on your show before, I just got the tail end of a conversation about several players from our basketball team transferred. Is that true? Or? You mean the guys that have come into the basketball program? Yeah. Yes, yeah, a very good amount of them are transfers. In fact, the majority of them are. You mean they're not going to be on the team? Or? No, 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 they they are on the team. They are on the team. Yeah, basketball, is their, their roster's set. Everyone's good to go. All right, that's all I need. All right, appreciate it, Shane. Yeah, yeah, if that was ever misconstrued or anything, just to let the record show that they, uh, they do have their full roster and everybody's good, uh, except for Keon Minifield, he can't. Play, although he could be eligible technically by semester, uh, by January, but I don't know if they're going to try to make that work or not. And then uh, Jalen Graham is also uh, dealing with an injury, which uh, hopefully isn't too serious, but looks like he could be out for an extended period of time. But we'll talk about that and a lot more as we go to the phone lines and welcome in a guy who knows all about Razorback basketball in front of the show, and it's been a long time since we've been able to have him on. It is Curtis Wilkerson of hogsports.com. And Curtis, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. How you doing this afternoon? Man, I'm I'm doing great. Uh, we just got back to a little bit of reality, you know, with with football after the bye week. We just had the Sam Pittman press conference. Kind of a weird change of pace after a, a crazy weekend of Arkansas basketball. So I am uh, I'm closing the door on football for the <laughs> afternoon. I'm getting back in basketball mode. So it's a perfect time for a call. Yeah, well, we may uh, we may ask you a little football at the end of it when it's all said and done. But we'll start with the good stuff, though, of course, with basketball. And I'm sure a question you've been asked, and I know people have been talking about after that win against Purdue. I, I mean, how do you not get too excited about this team? Like, how do you not look at what they did on Saturday and look what they have going for them and think that this is not a team that has potential to maybe be Muss's best team because it seems like they got all the pieces, at least at this point in time, to make a great season out of it. Hey, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, people can get as excited as they will. I mean, I'm excited about it, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, I, I think there's a difference in, uh, you know, maybe overreacting to, uh, let's say, beating a UT Tyler, a Division II school, by 50 points and, and thinking that really means a whole lot. Uh, look, this is preseason. Um, Obviously doesn't count on the win-loss record. We know that, you know, Eric Musselman's teams usually play their best ball when it, when it matters the most come postseason time. They're far from a finished product. They got a lot of things they need to work on. But, listen, I, I don't think it's an overreaction at all to be excited about what happened on Saturday. I mean, Purdue not only is the number three team in the country, they returned, you know, six of their seven top scorers, the national player of the year, uh, a ton of continuity there. Those guys played a foreign tour overseas. They had already had four games under their belt. 
you know, when you got an Arkansas team that, that's highly talented, but they're, you know, working in eight newcomers, uh, and they out-executed those guys. I was really, really impressed. Uh, with the maturity and the execution of Arkansas on both ends of the floor. You know, they have to come up with a game plan, uh, you know, in a week's notice to, to, you know, defend a guy like Zach Eady and implement it successfully without a bunch of breakdowns the way they did. Uh, that says a lot about the maturity of this team and how quickly they've come along. So, uh, look, it was a it was a top 15 matchup. Uh, and I think everybody that came got their money's worth. It went to a great cause. And, yeah, I think it's reason for excitement because I, I think what it does tell you, uh, it might not indicate everything that's going to happen the rest of the season. We know the ebbs and flows of how this thing goes, but uh, I think Arkansas is ahead of schedule based on where you thought they might be at this point in the year. From from the game, Carter, what uh, did you really like about it as far as what Arkansas was able to do, and what are some of those things that they need to continue to get better at? Yeah, I mean, I think I got to start with you know the job they did on Zach Eady. I mean, this dude, uh, when we were walking out of the tunnel uh, in the media room, he was walking right beside us, and he is every bit of seven four, three hundred pounds. That dude was enormous, and he's really, really good. Just such a unique player. You're not going to see another guy like that. Uh, and again, you know, for Arkansas to put together a, a specific game plan with how they were going to defend him, they threw a lot of different looks at him. Uh, they were bringing double teams from different angles. You know, sometimes it would come from the backside. They'd try to sneak up behind them uh, and maybe poke that ball out of there. Sometimes they were doubling down from the perimeter. Sometimes it's right away on the entry pass. Other times they wait for him to put it on the floor. There's a lot going on there. And, and then when he sprays the ball back out, uh, there's got to be great communication. It's got to be a team effort as, as guys kind of scramble and recover. I thought they just did a really, really good job with that. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you hope to be able to execute, uh, you know, come SEC player once you get to the postseason. They just did it in October. So uh, that defensive effort really, really impressed me. Uh, and they turned it over a little bit too much, you know, 15 times. But I thought they were really efficient offensively for the most part. I mean, shot 51% from the field. Uh, that, that's really good stuff. They knocked down eight three-pointers, shot at about 35% there. Uh, and then the way they closed the game down the stretch, you look up, you know, at the lineup down the stretch, they've got four transfers uh, and a guy who's coming off an ACL tear on the floor, uh, you know, against a team who was a, a one seed in the NCAA tournament last year that had everybody back, uh, and they out-executed them. So, I, I mean, that's just, uh, again, a, a testament, I think, to the maturity of this group and how quickly they've come along. So the execution, I would say, is what impressed me most. I think it's an, an explosive team offensively, especially in the backcourt, maybe more so uh, than we've seen with some of Eric Musselman's team the past couple of years. But, yeah, they've got some things to work on, you know, cleaning up the turnovers a little bit, uh, just getting a little bit more continuity. Some of those I felt like, you know, uh, you know, maybe a pass was for a zig when the other guy was zagging, just little things that you, you kind of pick up on as you play together more and more uh, throughout the course of the year. And then, uh, obviously, Purdue is a, a huge team. You don't necessarily go into that game expecting to uh, to dominate them on the glass or anything like that. But there could be some improvement there um, in terms of rebounding, uh, physicality in the paint, and things like that. But, man, overall, uh, you walk away with a lot more positives than you do negatives, for sure. Yeah, because I was just looking at it offensively. And, you know, Tremont Mark, uh, if it wasn't for his four missed free throws, you know, he could have had close to 20 points, which I know he's a good free throw shooter in general. But uh, the way that he's playing, and he hit that clutch three at the end and did make some clutch free throws down the stretch. So seeing him specifically, uh, we're still trying to figure out who's going to be the offensive go-to guy, but it certainly seems like he doesn't allow moments to be too big for him, and that's kind of what we heard about him too is just uh, him being at Houston, being in those big games, big moments against big-time matchups. It seems like he might be the go-to guy down the stretch whenever they need somebody to take over a game. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways, you know, that he was the guy who got the first crack at that. Uh, and you're right. I, I think he's played in, what, eight NCAA tournament games, you know, throughout the course of his career. Um, obviously, you know, at Houston, I think they were probably a, you know, a one or two seed almost every year that he was there. Uh, so he's kind of used to being on a good team and, and playing in big games and, you know, playing on a group that has a target on their back. So just a ton of experience there. And, yeah, you know, when you think about Musk's teams, especially, you know, late in games, I know people get, get a little bit ticked off sometimes about, uh, you know, stall ball or whatever you want to call it, where they just kind of space the floor at the end of the game and, you know, put it in the playmaker's hands and, and let him go create. And you have a lot of options on this team. I mean, L. Ellis, uh, I think he kind of fits the mold there. Caleb Battles, an explosive offensive player. We've seen Devo do it in the past. 
But yeah, it was Tremont Mark. You know, your six foot six small forward. Scott Moss brought up a really good point after his game where he said, hey, we, you know, we like his length and his ability to kind of elevate over guys uh, and finish. And that's exactly what we saw. I mean, he elevated over a guy and drilled that big three late in the game. Uh, and then he was getting in the paint whenever he wanted to and, and drawing fouls. And yeah, he did, uh, he did miss a few there, but, but he knocked him down when it counted. So, uh, hey, man, when you get a guy like that who comes in and, and all you hear, uh, you know, throughout the course of the summer is defense, defense, defense. He comes from Houston. He's got that toughness. Uh, that's great. That's going to be there. But Eric Musselman said over and over and over how much improvement he's made offensively, how underrated he felt like he was offensively. Uh, and, hey, we saw some of that on Saturday. I think it's a really positive side. Razorbacks basketball team has struggled with outside shooting, three-point shooting. We expect that Penyon coming back and being a year older, you know, he's a good three-point shooter, and we expect him to be better. But of some of the other players, what do you expect to see with some of the outside shooting and some of the maybe improved three-point shooting? Yeah, I, I definitely think it's going to be better. I, I think they're going to shoot a better percentage, and I, I think the volume is going to be higher, uh, too, which I think goes a little bit under the radar from some of the struggles last year because, the, you know, they shot, uh, what, about 30 31% last season. But I think one of the bigger issues was they took fewer and made fewer than almost any team in the country. It uh, doesn't seem like this group has any problem pulling up from deep, uh, and they're shooting that thing with a lot of confidence. So, uh, you know, throughout the, the course of the preseason here, I think they've shot over 35% from three overall, um, averaging over eight makes per game. That's, that's a good number. That's a solid number for them. I mean, you can't expect them to go from, you know, maybe one of the worst, worst three-point shooting teams in the country to being the Golden State Warriors or something. But uh, definitely seems like they've taken a step forward. Uh, you mentioned Pinion. Jeremiah Davenport, a transfer, he's a guy I really like because you can bring him off the bench. Uh, a lot of times, you, you know, when you sub into a game, it's like, ah, you know, you don't want to shoot on your first touch. Maybe you pass it, put it on the deck a little bit, and, and settle into the game. No, no, Davenport doesn't need that. As soon as he touches the rock, if he's got any airspace, uh, he's going to let that thing go with a lot of confidence. Kale uh, Battle is a guy who I think can really, he's streaking out, but he can really fill, fill it up. Uh, he kind of feeds off the energy of the crowd. He hit some big ones in that game on Saturday. Uh, it, you know, Devo's coming off a year where he shot 40% from three in the SEC. Um, L. Ellis is a guy who I think can help them from three as well. Uh, you know, wasn't as efficient last year at Louisville. I think he was about 31, 32%. Uh, but he was also doing a lot. He was drawing double teams. Guy shot over 40% from three in two years at JUCO, 36% from three in his first year at Louisville. So, uh, he's got the ability, I think, to be more efficient from out there as well. Uh, and then some of your big men, which I think is one of the interesting parts about it. We know the way Trevin Brazil can space the floor and knock down threes. That's huge in terms of opening up the offense. But there's some other guys who are doing that as well. I mean, Chandler Lawson, uh, by, you know, I think he made seven three-pointers all of last season. Uh, he's knocked down at least one in, in every one of the games that we've seen him so far. Uh, Makai Mitchell pulled one from the corner. He missed it, but must said, hey, and I think this might be a shot that we like him taking. So if these guys are developing that as well, and you've got you know maybe three or four threats from the perimeter on the floor at all times, uh, I think we might see a pretty high octane offense at Arkansas, which really uh, was areas that they need to catch up on because the defense has always been there. Speaking with Curtis Wilkerson of HawkSports.com here on Out of Bounds. Curtis, uh, what do you know about the Jalen Graham situation? Because we know he's been dealing with an injury, but must made it sound like it could be significant time that he ends up missing. And they got plenty of players, they got plenty of depth, but he's definitely an offensive player that uh, has really showcased his ability at times last year and can this year. It's just, what do you know about that situation and uh, what can be expected out of him maybe possibly returning at some point? Yeah, I know that's got to be a frustrating deal for, you know, for both Jalen and the coaching staff because we heard all summer uh, just how he's kind of flipped the switch with his work ethic and his practice habits and, and has really made some strides uh, to be able to help this team, you know, on, on both ends of the floor. So, uh, and that's the thing, you know, anybody who's ever had low back problems or you know, back spasms and tightness, uh, it's kind of a complex issue. Now, uh, put that on a, on a six foot 10, you know, 220, 225 pound frame, uh, and, and you're jumping and running and moving and cutting and lifting weights all the time. And it can really be tricky. And, and in a lot of cases, you know, you can go and, and get your treatments and, you know, see a chiropractor or do all the rehab you want. And that's going to help. But a big part of it is rest. And, and I think, you know, maybe what we're seeing here is he starts feeling a little bit better and he thinks, okay, I need to get back out here and then get back to work and get back with my teammates. 
and then it flares back up on them again. And it sounds to me like they might be stuck in that cycle a little bit. So um, maybe it's smart or, or wise here to just kind of shut him down, make sure he gets all the way back to 100%, and then work him back in. If that means he misses a little bit of time during the regular season, uh, man, you'd love to have him, but you need him for the stretch regardless. So maybe that's why we're seeing an extended timeline here because back, man, they can really be tricky, especially for a big man. What do you expect to see with this team as they move forward and beginning with Alcorn State? Maybe um, some of the same as far as an extended rotation and, and then uh, just you know getting into to play where they're trying to get ramped up these next few games before they it, it starts to get real at the end of November. Yeah, for sure. It seems like they've got about a, a four-game sample size here. Uh, you know, at home before things ramp up when they go down to the Bahamas for the, the battle for Atlantis at the end of the month. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think obviously the, the primary goal there is going to be to win games. They should be heavily favored in all four of them at home. Uh, so how are you making progress? You know, they're still going to be looking to define some things in the rotation, define roles with guys. Um, I think they like their depth in the backcourt. But one of the questions is, man, how do you get all these guys minutes? Because I, I think you can make an argument for, you know, what, a half dozen guards to, to see significant playing time. So they'll be tinkering with lineups and different combinations. I still think you have to figure some things out at the center spot. You know, we talked about Graham's injury uh, and how that might impact some things. But, you know, I, I don't know that, that – well, at least I didn't expect Chandler Lawson to be as good as he has been. He's been a really pleasant surprise for this team. Uh, he's really worked his way into that conversation alongside Makai Mitchell. So uh, seeing how that might shake out a little bit. And just sharpen some things up. You know, we talked about physicality and rebounding, you know, some areas that they want to improve on, uh, you know, cleaning up the turnovers a little bit. So uh, it's just about taking a step forward every game and, and making sure you're handling business and, and building confidence and continuity. Uh, and they've got just, a, you know, less than three weeks to do that before they head to the Bahamas. And, uh, I mean, they're going to play three really high-quality programs down there. And then you come home and you get Duke. So it's going to get real for them in a hurry. So another player I wanted to ask you about, which I think was a surprise to me and, and maybe to you, but again, it's one game. you got to take it for what it is. But Layden Blocker, the freshman, which yeah. you know I, I would have thought that we would have seen Bay fall more than Layden Blocker, but Bay fall didn't even get in the game. I think he was about to check in, and uh, it just didn't happen. But you know, Layden Blocker, a true freshman, comes in here, plays nearly eight minutes, goes three or four from the field, gets six points, and uh, gets an assist and a turnover. I mean, it's not like setting the world on fire, but... I was pretty impressed, especially that uh, shot that he looked like he slipped on the court a little bit and hit that long two. Uh, I was really impressed by him as a true freshman. Yeah, me too. What's been, I think, the most interesting thing for me is to see the, just the quick progression, uh, you know, with Layden throughout the course of the preseason. And, you know, we got to go to that practice. I think it was their first official practice. He wasn't there. He had his wisdom teeth taken out. So the first time we got to see him live was the red-white game. Uh, and I thought he looked real shaky out there, you know, kind of on both ends of the floor. He looked a little, looked a little tentative. He was a little quiet out there. I know Muss was getting on him about uh, being more vocal and, and commanding the offense and all that. Well, then you fast forward a couple weeks to the UT Tyler exhibition. I thought he was super tenacious on the defensive end of the floor uh, and took a step forward there. And then again, you know, fast forward a week to this Purdue game. And, yeah, you're right. I thought he looked great. Uh, he looked confident. He looked under control. He was intense defensively. I mean, again, that, that's his first time, you know, under the lights and a, you know, in a big jam-packed crowd, a, a nice environment against a really good team. And he was up for the challenge. He looked strong in that finish around the rim. Uh, I really like him coming off that screen and, and finding Trevor Brazil for that lob. And then his, his last bucket in that little stretch there in the first half, uh, that was a high IQ play. I mean, he backdoored a defender and got the layup. And, and then you mentioned that, uh, you know, that late shot clock pull-up that he had. So, we know the defense is there. We know the explosiveness is there. It's just the confidence and being able to command the offense uh, and provide a little pop in the scoring department. Uh, and he's kind of gradually taking a step forward in every game. And again, man, just goes back to the depth in this backcourt. Like, I don't know, would you feel bad or concerned if Wade and Blocker's on the floor for you at any period of time? I don't know that I would. So I was going to find a guy like that some minutes. I think that's one of the things they're going to have to start figuring out you know, over the course of the next couple weeks to start the regular season. Speaking of which, man, was it just me or did it seem like everyone was slipping all over the court? Was that a court thing? Like, what was going on there? I don't know. It had to have been. I I don't know if it's because, you know, if you think about it, it's, you know, it's October. Uh, These guys aren't all necessarily in game shape yet. Maybe there was just a little extra sweat, a little perspiration out there. But, yeah, it was, uh, 
it was kind of wild. You know, bodies were flying all over the place. That's another thing. You're playing a physical game like that, and guys are diving for loose balls and sweaty jerseys. You're getting all off the court, and, you know, so it's wet out there, and <laughs> uh, uh, a lot of that going on. But, hey, shout-out to Tails Battle for getting out there and, and helping mop it up. Yeah. You know, He'll make a three, play some defense, and then, and then mop the floor for you. It's still good on him. Yeah, the moppers out there, they were earning their paycheck, man. I, I haven't seen anything <laughs> like it. I don't know if it was maybe just the, the new surface they put on the court or what, but uh, luckily nobody got uh, seriously hurt because I know that was kind of the concern, especially seeing when Brazil went down and kind of grabbed his hamstring. Yeah. Everybody held their breath, but looks like he's going to be okay. Uh, real quick, though, before we let you get out of here, is do we have any update on Devo? Is he going to be good to go? Is he fine? Because I know that was concerning for people thinking he was in concussion protocol. Well, yeah, we hope so. I, and it sounded uh, at least like a, a somewhat positive update there from Eric Musselman after the game. Uh, you know, he initially said that, that he you know, thought Debo was fine and he was going to be fine. And he was point blank asked you know, a little bit later if he was in concussion protocol and, and must have said, no, that's my knowledge. Now, uh, you know, if he feels good and everything, you know, right after the game, that's usually a good sign. But uh, just speaking from a, from a background of, of athletic training and sports medicine, chances are they check on him the next day. Uh, you know, sometimes some symptoms can creep in and things like that. So I haven't heard anything on, on that regard, but I'm sure they kind of went back and evaluated to see how he's feeling, and uh, maybe they'll take it easy on him early in the week in practice. But the good thing is, uh, you know, it's not a situation where uh, you return to action tomorrow or, or in the middle of the week. they got a whole week here uh, to get prepared for Alcorn State. should give him plenty of time to recover. Uh, regardless of what's going on. But that was a scary deal. Zach Eadie's a big dude. Hmm. Uh, I'm sure he's got a hard head. That probably is not a fun collision to have at all. No, it wasn't. Something I definitely don't want to be a part of. But, Curtis, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. You can see all of the great basketball coverage there on hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-S. And, as always, man, we appreciate it. Have a great week, Curtis, and we'll catch up with you later, all right? That sounds great. Anytime, guys. All right. Appreciate it. We'll have more Out of Bounds. Best and worst of the weekend coming up next here on a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. Hi, I'm Trey Reed from the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, inviting you to join me every Wednesday morning for the latest news from the great outdoors. It's brought to you by Arts Marine in North Little Rock, now under new ownership, but with the same familiar faces and incredible service you've known for years, plus the area's best selection of boating parts and supplies. Sports Center. Arkansas took down third-ranked Purdue in their exhibition on Saturday, 81-77 in overtime. Five Razorbacks scored in double figures with Tremont Mark and Trevin Brazil, both leading the way with 15 points. Khalif Battle and L. Ellis had 12 points, while Chandler Lawson had 10 points. Arkansas shot 51% from the floor and 35% from three. Arkansas will open their regular season next Monday against Alcorn State at Bud Walton Arena. Tip for that game is set for 7 o'clock. For further news on the Arkansas basketball program, tune in to the first Eric Musselman Live of the season tonight at 7 on The Buzz. And the Lions will host the Raiders tonight on Monday Night Football. Kickoff will be at 7.15. Coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. Join in progress at 8. I'm Christian Weaver with The Buzz Radio Network. The end of the year is near, and Guatney is pulling out all the stops to remain Pulaski County's number one Buick GMC dealer. Big pre-owned inventory, and even bigger discounts on new Buicks and GMCs, even with manufacturer price increases. Guatney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is selling new 2024 models at 2023 prices. You've seen the news. The time to trade is now. Before the current auto industry climate skyrockets used prices and all new inventories depleted. Don't wait. Call Guadney, 501-945-4444. It's the end of the year blowout. Only at Guadney, Buick, GMC, and North Little Rock. Interest rates as low as 0.9%. And get new and pre-owned vehicles with no payments for the rest of the year. Stop by Guadney, Buick, GMC, and register to win a new Hummer. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. 501-945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See shelter agent Jeremiah Matthews in Little Rock, Justin Sollers in North Little Rock, or Michael Ludwig in Greenbrier today.
Attention Arkansas homeowners, Bath Makeover of Arkansas started with 50. Now we're looking for 30 homeowners to participate in our first ever Rake in the Fall Savings event. 30 homeowners will receive test market pricing on a beautiful new walk-in shower. Bath Makeover is looking to evaluate our exciting new product lines in real bathroom conditions, including a revolutionary new laser etch shower wall system. Homeowners will be compensated for their time just to determine if our exquisite product lines are the right fit for your bathroom project. 30 homeowners who call 1-800-357-0956 will save 75% on installation of a new walk-in shower. Ask about 18 months, no interest, no payments. Senior and military discounts. Receive a $200 Amazon gift card with purchase and call 1-800-357-0956 now to receive a free $50 restaurant.com gift card with estimate. Call Bath Makeover now at 1-800-357-0956. When it comes to tailgating this football season, Edwards Food Giant is your MVP when it comes to a hassle-free tailgate party. Pulled pork smoked to perfection, along with an ultimate lineup of sides and essentials that'll make your taste buds cheer and your tailgate setup a breeze. The Edwards team also features even more delicious meats like chicken, brisket, ribs, and smoked sausage, all straight from their own smokeouts. And it can all be found by clicking edwardsfoodgiant.com or by visiting your local Local Edwards Food Giant store. Edwards Food Giant is your MVP. EdwardsFoodGiant.com. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at HogsMeatMarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Dean's going to throw and it's intercepted at the 15. Spence has picked it off and he's going to go the distance. 50, 40, 30, 20. Brad Spence to the house. An interception return for a score 85 yards in his first game as a Razorback. How about that? On 103.7 The Buzz. It's a great time to get the Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go. Courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Great drink specials during happy hour. Apps for 2 4 and $6. Leather and lace costume party going on right now, and that's going to go on through tomorrow, through Halloween. It's the sweetest costume party on the block. Scary good deals on cocktails, shots, drafts, and more. Tonight, Monday Night Football. Have the Raiders taken on the Lions. Twin Peaks will be the place to be to watch all that happen on Monday Night Football and Game 3 of the World Series. Rangers taking on the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks are home now for the next three games, and the series is tied at one. And Twin Peaks has plenty of seating inside now, wall-to-wall TVs, to see all the sports action daily and weekly specials there at Twin Peaks. You can always find something that's on special. It's Twin Peaks. Each drink, scenic views. It is a Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds. And, yeah, it's Halloween Eve. When's the last time you dressed up, Joe, for Halloween? Like, went all out. I don't know about going all out, but just a few years ago, got a, a mask from, okay. um, what is that called, The Purge. You had a Purge oh, mask. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was trying to think about that, because I'm going up for Eric Musselman's <laughs> Halloween party. It's still so stupid, but I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Uh, so I got a costume for that, but I was like, man, this is going to be the first time in a while that I've dressed up in, in an actual costume. Like, I, I was trying to think of maybe back in maybe back in 2014, I think, was probably the last time I've actually, like, worn a costume on Halloween. So, yeah. So, Matt, that it's always the, the deal. So it was The Purge. It's been Chucky. It's been just a, uh, a bandana that had print on it, you know, that served as a mask, so... That's usually kind of the route. Did you ever uh, do a Jason, you know, mask? No, no, never have done that one. Well, if you need one, that could be the next move, the next mask. Because that one, because I think somebody, what is, is it scary? Not scary movie. I keep wanting to say it's scary movie. Is it Scream? Scream, that one. Okay. Ghost face. Yeah, the ghost face. I know a lot of people have been doing that, too, uh, for a while, but... Yeah. And, and it's in scary movie also because that's a spoof on screen. <laughs> that's probably, what's sad is like I've I actually have never seen Scream. I, I won't lie, I've never seen Scream, but I've seen Scary Movie. I probably didn't understand half the references in there because I just don't watch scary movies. So, but I still like the movie Scary Movie. It was funny. Uh, Scream, they you know we talk about scary movies all the time. How they make several of them, right? And now Scream, 
they have started with the next generation. So somebody that uh, you know, younger generation that they can they can look to and you know they can uh, relate to. Jenna Ortega plays in the new versions of Scream. Okay, because was Scream the one that had uh, obviously Nev Campbell? I think was. A name and was it, was it the one that was wasn't like Drew Barrymore on a phone? Drew Barrymore okay. opening scene. That's what it was. Okay, okay. Carmen Electra was in it. Yes, yes, and uh, oh man, yeah, because I can see the guy's face. Was it Matthew Lillard? Was that his name? Yes. Okay, oh, yeah. got it. All right. So I, that's the thing is I've never seen the movie, but I've like seen I guess scenes or clips or whatever from it. So yeah, maybe that's something you actually need to check out because I've, I've if it, it how you feel or how I feel about it is like you know it's a good scary movie if they have eighteen sequels. Because the original one must have been good enough for them to keep that one going. So I may, I may have to check that one out. Uh, before we get best and worst of the weekend, let's fit Stan and Little Rock in. What's up, Stan? My man, John. How you doing, brother? Doing good, Stan. All right. Freaking Joe. What's up, Stan? Hey, Freaking Joe. Just out. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to let y'all go. Hey, did you see that? What did you see that flaw in Georgia game? Some of it. Freaking Joe. Some of it. You seen some of it? Yeah, not not much. Well, man, it seems like it's, <laughs> Hey, man, it seems like Georgia just played. It seems like Georgia just played with the, the 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 first half. You know what I'm saying? They like played around with them. You know what I'm saying? You know, and then man, it seems like the second half that that Georgia still curtain defense woke up. Stan, they and do they say, have. And they say, and they say, let's go. They say, let's go and blow them out and get this over. They, with, they do have, man, a, man. That's cold, man. A lot more talent than what Florida has right now, and it is a rivalry. <laughs> so Florida, they were able to hang early and make it look interesting. But yeah, to your point, Georgia was able to take over and show that they are the better team. Joe, see that, my freaking Joe. Still, like they took the Florida. I think that when the when the like the third middle of the third quarter, they took the kid. Like they took the, the, the starting guys out and put some old guys in them, man. They may I have shut them down. You know what I'm saying? That's cold, man. But do you still think, hey, John, I want your opinion now. Don't get quiet on me, John. No, I wouldn't dream of it. Hey, John, do y'all think they're still the number I still think they're the number one team in the nation. They're going, and I think they're here for that three-piece. What y'all think about that? Give me y'all coming on that, man. All right. Well, appreciate you calling in, Stan. As far as that goes, yeah, I, I do believe they're still the number one team in the nation. It's uh, them and Michigan really are the best teams, and uh, I know that uh, Oklahoma lost over to Kansas. Now, it's not to say they're bad, but – you know, Ohio State, Florida State, I mean, all really good teams. Even Washington, can't forget them. Like, they, they've been really good. But I think right now, just because they're defending champs, back-to-back champs, you just got to give the nod to Georgia until they lose. But that's why we have the playoff. we got to figure out, uh, settling on the field, who's going to be the best team in the, in the nation. Yeah, currently they are the number one team. So, mm-hmm. yeah, to answer that part of it, yes, they are. All right, let's go ahead and jump into best and worst of the weekend. It was the best of times. In your have you seen anything like that? It was the worst of times. Nuts and bolts, we got screwed. Third down. It's time for the best and worst of the weekend on Out of Bounds. All right, it is time for best and worst of the weekend. I'll go ahead and start with the best of the weekend to me. And as much as it, I'm not going to say it pains me to say it, but still somebody maybe not get enough credit to. But uh, the Dallas Cowboys continue to be a team that is very interesting to me for many reasons. And they took care of business against the Rams in very convincing fashion. Looked the uh, offense, defense, even special teams, 43-20. to 20, uh, Looked really good doing it. And, uh, and, and again, I know it's always about, you know, game by game. You just really know, never know what to expect. But uh, I always give a lot of credit to teams like Cowboys or just any team in the NFL that's able to uh, beat the brakes off of a, of a pretty good team. And the Cowboys did that. And it's just funny to me that's also the only close game that the Cowboys have had so far this year has been the Chargers game where they won by a field goal. All the other games, either they blown out the team or they got blown out. But uh, I, I was really impressed by the Cowboys. And they got a big one against the Eagles coming up on the road. If they can win that one, I think people are going to really start revving up this team more so than they already have. But uh, I was really impressed by them in all three phases of the game, taking care of business against the Rams over the weekend. Best to Will Levis, who made his first start, and he's a rookie, made his first start for the Titans against the Falcons, threw for four touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins is someone who's been subject of trade rumor because the production wasn't there. Well, Will Levis found him quite a bit and got him involved in the offense and showed that he still has a lot left. I That throw he had, that looked like just a flick of his wrist on his back foot that went 50 yards was, I mean, that was 
gorgeous. That was a gorgeous pass. So, yeah, he was great. Uh, another best of the weekend I want to throw in for, uh, we mentioned this just a little bit ago, but how about Kansas? Kansas getting the upset victory over Oklahoma, which Oklahoma, I mean, the way they beat Texas and the way that they were looking so far this year, uh, they were dominant. They were number six team in the country, but we love upsets. And the thing is, is that uh, it was 7 nothing after the first quarter, but Oklahoma was able to score 21 points there in the second quarter, but it was Kansas that ended up getting the victory, 38-33. to And to see the field storming and to see the, the good feeling that uh, some of those players had on the sidelines, it's it's always really cool. And to see uh, Kansas taking care of business and, and doing that for a program that's been a poverty program for a long time. Coach Leopold's doing a great job. That's a huge win for them, and it just makes the Big 12 that much more interesting. We talk about Patrick Mahomes and how – as a starter, he's dominated against the Broncos and, and the AFC West altogether. Just taking the first loss against the Broncos. A couple of other quarterbacks that wanted to give a best to that they've dominated the competition. Tua is still undefeated against the Patriots, a Bill Belichick coach team. And to stretch that out even more, against championship winning coaches, Tua is undefeated. He's 11-0. and against championship winning coaches and he's six and oh against the patriots lamar jackson is 17 and one against the nfc so anytime the ravens line up against an nfc team they've had a lot of success only one loss came last year against the giants where it was a comeback win and giants ended up beating the ravens 2010 that's the only time lamar jackson as a starter has lost a game against the NFC. So what you're saying is is that when you see Lamar Jackson going up against an NFC team, get on Bet Saracen and bet the Ravens. Yeah, and see, had we known that before they played the Lions, and, you know, the Lions have played really good this year, but we saw how that game turned out. Yeah, yeah, it was a... <laughs> That was wild to see. I still don't, can't believe that happened, but hey, it's a great performance out of them, and that's a great stat, too. And what was the other one you said? Uh, Tua, Tua undefeated n- against the Patriots, so Bill Belichick, right. but also championship-winning coaches that are in the NFL, he's undefeated. Right. Another thing to watch for, go on Bet Harrison if you see Tua facing off against a, a Super Bowl-winning coach and uh, be able to, to bet on the Dolphins that way. Uh, worst of the weekend, real quick. University of Houston, uh, and I want to talk to Chris Gordy about this too, but they've always done these season opening throwback uniforms that were like the Houston Oilers and how it was kind of just a little throwback there. Well, the NFL Merchandising and Licensing Division sent a cease and desist letter to the school demanding that it halt any further use of the uniforms. And it's just like, okay, I get the legality and all that stuff, but come on, man. It's just something that the, that the city of Houston loves. They love that look. I love that look. And if the school there in Houston is just trying to pay homage to that, like, why do you got to go that route? Like, why do you got to do that? Maybe work out a deal. Maybe say, hey, this is if you do this, it's fine, but we get this. Like, But just to go full-on cease and desist and saying you halt further use of it, come on, that's why you're the no-fun league. Let the people have it instead of just trying to take it away from them. The best to the fight over the weekend, Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou. It was a good, close fight. Tyson Fury got split decision. There was some uh, controversy and some talk that maybe Francis Ngannou, in watching the fight, looked like he won, and he definitely looked a lot better than what was expected going into the fight, being his first professional boxing match. But the numbers did support Tyson Fury winning. But um, Francis Ngannou able to get a knockdown against Tyson Fury also. Really impressive. you have a uh, real quick worst of the weekend? Colorado players playing against UCLA. They had some of their jewelry stolen. And that is something that should never happen when you're talking about players going into an environment wanting to feel protected with their belongings, and then some of their belongings are taken. Surely they'll have like, cameras and be able to find out who they, went they in there. Be able yeah, to. I mean, yeah, that's that's terrible. That's messed up. But that's best and worst of the weekend. We'll take a break. Come back with more of your phone calls and messages, and also get to your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. It's all next here on Out of Bounds. <laughs> Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Stick around after the sun sets. Twin Peaks is open really late. Wind down with bourbon and late-night fights. 
Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Have you been denied a new roof by your insurance company after storm damage? You won't be denied at Shamrock Roofing. Give us a call or visit us at shamrockroofer.com. Right now, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you automatically qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com for details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank. Is there a community bank? They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. This is a test of the emergency activation system. This is only a test. So I have been in the operating room most of my career watching people have orthopedic surgery, watching people get knees replaced, hips replaced, shoulders fixed, and I knew there had to be a better way. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director for QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in non-invasive regenerative treatments for pain relief. I see so many people who could have been helped before they got to the operating room if only they had known about regenerative medicine. QC Kinetics, a natural alternative that uses your body's own healing process properties to help restore and repair damaged joint tissue, providing long-lasting relief without drugs, surgery, or downtime. Well, it feels great when I do get to see somebody who we help, who I know I kept out of the operating room. It's amazing how we change people's lives without surgery. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. This is a test of the emergency activation system. This is only a test. Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Jefferson off the zone read. Play action. Pumps once. Looking deep. Tesla at the goal line. Complete touchdown, Arkansas. Man, is this guy a find or what? On 1037 The Buzz. Out of bounds here on 1037 The Buzz. And folks, we know it's October 30th. It's Halloween Eve, which not only is it the Halloween Eve holiday itself, but it's also signifying that the month of October is coming to an end. And at Guadney Chevrolet, if you have yet to take advantage of the Trade-A-Phone for a Car program, it's here. It's it for the month of October, but it ends tomorrow night. So get over there to Guadney Chevrolet right now. If you have a current phone, flip phone, brick phone, vintage bag phone, uh, pretty much any phone, they will make sure that they take care of it and take care of you by having anywhere between $500 to $700 down payment allowance on your new vehicle from Guatney Chevrolet. They still got those new 2023 Silverados with 0% with approved credit and 
You don't have to worry about car payments for the rest of the year. The rest of the year, no car payments. Still got brand new Equinoxes, less than 3% APR on 2024s. They got plenty of inventory. They got that award-winning sales staff that's going to be able to put you in a vehicle that you want and that you can afford. And with these great deals, you're going to have your pick of the litter. So get over there to Guatney Chevrolet off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville at 1301 TP White Drive. They are Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer for a reason, folks. You can also shop them online at guatneychevrolet.com. No matter what your vehicle needs may be, do it with Guatney Chevrolet and guatneychevrolet.com. It's a reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds. Sean Neighbors, Joe Franklin, and going to have uh, Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 joining us in the next segment. Talk to him about baseball, football, and all that fun stuff, too. Uh, let's see if we can squeeze uh, JK and Fairfield Bay in real quick. What's up, JK? Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Gotcha. Gotcha, man. Yeah, that's blowing up here. Uh, I was, me and some friends were talking about Play Day and Rocket and all the hype that was going on before the season and um, all the attention. And I, I, you know what? I feel real sorry for those two guys because I was thinking that maybe, you know, they were hoping for the NFL draft and they could prove what they could do. It just seems like that they brought this mice throw in that was supposed to make KJ in the pro and whatever, and it just, it sucks for him, man. And, you know, I've called in a couple of times, so that's what I'm pissed about. Just wasting this talent. And I'll hang up and listen. All right, JK. Appreciate you calling in. Yeah, I understand your frustrations. I mean, that's just one of the many reasons to be frustrated with this season in general for Razorback football. But, you know, Rocket, and uh, it looks like he's going to be back this weekend and back at practice. And, you know, maybe they can – him and K.J. both can make the most out of their final four games, right? Four games, yeah. Four games, the Razorback football season. Four games that they have to win each and every one of them to get to a bowl. That's easy, right? I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, but, yeah, they're going to have their opportunities, but I, I completely understand. I completely understand, J.K. Uh, that's a good segue, though, because there's a lot of things going on in Razorback land, so let's go ahead and jump into your Razorog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog Update, mentioned that uh, had a Sam Pittman meeting with the media today as he was discussing some of the things going on and what they're getting excited for in Florida, but the thing is about Rocket Sanders is he's going to be back at practice today. It looks like the intent is to get him to play against Florida on Saturday, so that'll be nice to see uh, how that all plays out. But also in some other news, dealing with the Razorback football team, the Auburn game, which is the next home game a week from this Saturday, 3 p.m. kickoff. So not an 11 a.m., not a 6 p.m., 3 p.m. And honestly, for me specifically, if I'm going to the game, that's my favorite time to go. Night games are great if it's like a big game, big atmosphere, you know, your rank, their rank type of deal. 11 a.m. games are never fun if you're going to them. But if you're going there in person, that mid-afternoon game is best because you don't have to go super, super, super early. You can still tailgate, have a good time. And the game gets over with at a reasonable hour to where if you want to go home, you can do that. Or you can continue on to, to have, celebrate and have the party going. But uh, that game's going to be at 3 p.m. on the SEC Network. Uh, Arkansas took care of business against Purdue in their exhibition basketball game. And Eric Musselman had this to say about Zach Eady, the unanimous preseason AP Player of the Year, and how they were able to play their defense against him. We used basically the same rules that we did with Shaquille O'Neal. Um, where we tried to pressure the ball. I thought that the high-low pass, we got a lot of deflections. Brazil had at least three, and so we tried to smother the ball. Uh, And then the other three guys that did not guard Edie, we tried to play a yo-yo game where you're in and out and and you're stunt bluffing. And and, um, I I was pretty surprised that, you know, the way that we executed it with, with, you know, only having... You know, we had a long prep, obviously, but um, but I was impressed with how 
you know, our guys, you know, they made him work for every possession and, and there was no clean entry passes, which was what we wanted. And I thought our weak side uh, tags were really good. We had a couple steals from the weak side on their lob pass. And he's, I mean, he's, he's the hardest player in the country to guard a, a lob pass. I thought we did a good job crab walking him as well. Um, the guy that was guarding him. So a lot of positive things for sure guarding a team that's got lethal shooters, good passers, and, you know, five starters back. Well, whatever Muss was doing, it worked to uh, a great effectiveness. As Zach Eady, good good game out of him, but 15 points, nine rebounds. A guy that was averaging 22 points last year uh, definitely held him in check for the most part. But not only were they able to play some good defense against Edie, but the guard play that Arkansas has this year certainly seems to be one of their biggest strengths. When the play breaks down or when you're in a one-on-one situation, like can you beat your man to draw extra defenders? And, um, you know, Devo... Uh, has that ability. T-Mark has that ability. L. Ellis has that ability. I thought Leighton Blocker played his minutes great tonight. You know, Battle is a guy that we we ran our one-up play and isolated him. And, you know, he took a three. It hit the, hit the back of the rim, but it was straight on and, and was a good look for him. Again, we're much evolving, but, um, you know, I didn't know what to, you know, quite frankly, I didn't know what to expect coming into the game. So... You know, we get back to it on Monday and try to get better. Must also took some mojo moments from some other teams to get that experience when it comes to those moments when you have to make your clutch plays. And it came from the Dallas Cowboys. We have a thing that we took from the Dallas Cowboys called mojo moments. Um, you know, where, where we play some, some music that goes along with that movie. And uh, we yell out a situation and then our guys have to execute. So... But we, we got a lot of holes still. Certainly, we, we had some empty possessions that we want to try to get better. Well, whatever it took to have a guy like Tremont Mark come up big for the Razorbacks, he'll take it all day long. But there's your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. We'll take a top-of-the-hour update. When we come back, we're going to tell you a little bit more about what's going on in the sports world, especially football, because Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 and the Locked On SEC podcast will join us. We'll talk college football with him, but also NFL. And we'll probably do some World Series, even though his team's not in it. We'll still have some fun with that. Continue on with your phone calls and your text messages on a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. And Third Hour of Out of Bounds is coming up next, so you better stay with us. excited about their second location and it's time to add to the team. Brewski's North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. To apply, drop by our downtown location and fill out an application. If you want to work in a fun professional environment, this is for you. Brewski's North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. Apply in person at Brewski's downtown. For more info, check us out online at Brewski's Pub and Grub.com. Brewski's, 